What's up, everybody? This is Stacey B. and KP, and you are listening to the Queen Sugar Review. Be sure to like and subscribe. Tonight we are talking on Season 3, Episode 6, Delicate and Strangely Made. Um, so, KP, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? I thought this episode, it was a good episode, but I thought it was um, not as explosive as last week for me. I think... Though this is kind of the rhythm of of Queen Sugar, where this is just kind of the ebb and flow. Like this episode, to me, kind of represented the characters all settling into uh, a transition period. Like this is kind of the turning point. So I expect next, the next episode, to be I don't know, super dramatic. I just felt like this one was kind of like okay, we're getting we're setting up for what's to come. Right, I agree. I thought this episode was going to be a little bit more dramatic, especially since we're going to have a week off. Uh, you know, next week is going to be 4th of July, so I actually thought this was going to be one of those kind of big cliffhanger-type episodes. But I appreciated the build-up, like you're saying, you know, for probably what's about to really, you know, break down in the next <laughs> several episodes coming up. So, so I agree. So let, let's chat on uh, Charlie and Michael in this episode. Obviously, they dealt with the fallout of Davis and his big reveal of a 13-year-old child. Uh, Charlie has been dealing with a lot with him, uh, Micah as well, actually. And uh, it's this pretty interesting, um, I guess, process they both had to go through to deal with that. Yeah, Micah, um, well, I guess we see that Charlie and Micah really deal with their pain the, the exact same way, which probably isn't good for them because they never come to each other. They're never totally honest with each other about what's going on, and they're really kind of going through the same thing. They're, I think, both trying to process how they move forward with Davis. I'm more scared for Micah because his is becoming anger, and with these friends that he's with now, you know, I think they, they're they woke, and that's great, and they want to make a change, and that's great. But I think they have a lot of energy that they're putting in the wrong place, and Micah's falling into that. And we saw again this week where Micah's pushing Kiki away, and Kiki is uh, the person that he really needs right now. And so I, I just I don't like where, where that's going. I feel like we, we might be headed for something tragic um, with Micah because he's not dealing with his feelings and all of his manifesting is is anger. So that kind of scares me. And Charlie is doing what Charlie does, dealing with this on her own, even though she did reach out to her family. And, you know, I guess we'll get into that later. But the last scene with Charlie and Micah where they didn't speak any words, it was just, to me, it was just saying, okay, this is it, and we're moving on. I don't think Charlie meant for Micah to see her burning all of Davis's paraphernalia or all of his magazines, but I think it was good for Micah to see that because he needs to understand that she's not okay, she's processing this, she's hurting too, and he's not alone. So I really did want them to talk, but, you know, maybe silence is, is um is better than words. I don't know. We'll see how that works out. Right. Uh I saw a tweet uh from could have been from Ava that said silence definitely says so much. Um but I agree, uh I, I believe Micah definitely needs some kind of therapy because if I recall he hasn't really gotten that. And he's dealt with a lot uh these past two seasons. 
because um, you know he had the moment with his with his woke friends, as, as, as you said, uh, with the guy kind of threatening them with the Confederate flag, et cetera. So uh, I think, of course, he's angry about race relations and all that he's dealt with with the police, et cetera. But like you said, I think it's kind of also some misplaced anger there with just his father pretty much betraying him and his mother and just the family itself and pretty much having lived a lie in many ways. Uh, so I agree, like, and I, I, I hope that Kiki comes back in the fold a little more. But, you know, that's you. People break up for the wrong reasons. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it could happen. Um, but I do think that she definitely offered him some balance. So hopefully, you know, she's not going to eventually be out of the picture, but we'll see. Now, here's a question. Do you think Charlie and Micah based on you were saying, like, you know, they had a silent moment. And I, I love that moment when she was burning his stuff. That kind of was like a waiting to exhale moment <laughs> for her. But do you think that they should talk more about each other's feelings? Just, or, like, I feel like Charlie wants to, but Micah obviously has issues. But I feel like she may need to force it a little more. Or is he too old for that? No, I don't think he's too old for that. I mean, what they both have been through is traumatic twice because essentially they were healing and now it's like oh we're we're right back to where we started from being humiliated you know being in the news having to deal with a whole different kind of pain and so no I don't I I, I Charlie is not your typical black parent so but at the same it's she frustrates, her parenting frustrates me sometimes. But then I think about it and I think that she is trying to figure out how to parent Micah too in this new era that they're in. It's just, I think she's trying to figure it out. I wish she would try to get more out of Micah. But the problem with a 16-year-old is you can try, but it just may not work. I definitely think Micah needs to be in therapy. Charlie does too, and, and I mean honestly, but I really want her to. I really want her to try harder. But at the same time, I kind of put it on Micah too because I was mad at him from last week for not being there for his mom. They're the only, They know each other's pain. I just feel like they could help each other. You know, I do want Charlie to try to ring him in a little bit, but I just. I just think he's just going to be unresponsive. It's just going to be like whatever because he's a teenager, and that makes it so much harder. So I really don't know what she can do. I I really don't. I mean, the black mama in me is just like snatch him up, but that's not really (laughs) going to help her. So (laughs) what she can do, he needs a breakthrough, and I just don't know what is going to make that happen for him. Okay, yeah, so uh, I agree. That That's pretty much what I meant by saying, like, is he too old? Because a lot of, because, yeah, teenagers have their own kind of mindset. And, you know, he's already in that process of about to be on his own anyway in college. So, you know, I kind of feel like a lot of this process should have been done earlier for him because I do think she's a little lenient with, a lot, with some of his back talk. <laughs> um, so... But, you know, that's just my, but I understand he's going through a lot, so maybe she's just trying to be, like the title says, a little delicate um, with with him, you know, because 
he's been through a lot. But um, let's talk about Vi's pies and her struggle, it seems, to really keep the business going and get some help. She's got to call her her niece Nova and then, but, you know, she may have a little light here in that she has a potential of a big business expansion. Um, So what are your thoughts on her? I mean, I'm happy for Vi because she's she's about to turn 60 and she's finally realizing a dream. I mean, as she told Nova, you know, she never really dreamed big. Like, she never really had dreams for herself. So this is something huge for her. And I love that and I understand that. But I think I'm getting tired of Vi trying to do this on her own. Every week she has to call in somebody to do something for her because she can't get these orders out. Hollywood's trying to help her, but she's refusing him every single time. But this guy from the grocery store pops up and offers her this, and she takes it quickly. And I'm just a little confused by it all. You know, I know she this is her dream, and she's trying to go for it. But I'm a little scared for her because I feel like she keeps jumping into things that she's really not ready to handle. And I thought last season she told Charlie that, you know, she was going to need Charlie's help. I haven't seen her reach out to Charlie for any help, but she's about to sign all these contracts. She's making all these deals on her own. And Avi is good at pies, but what does she really know about business? Um, So I'm just a little... I'm wondering where this is going to get her. Um, it's, it's probably too much for her, even though I know why she's going for it. I'm just a little scared about what's gonna, what's really going to happen. And I hope the the deal that this guy has is legit, because I'm really kind of questioning that whole situation, considering that Bai has not seen any paperwork or she just I, she's just doing a lot for me. I just want her to pull back a little bit. I'm a little scared for her, but, uh, you know, we just have to see how this one works out. And you make a great point. Um, As someone who's an entrepreneur, um, a lot of times when you're, like, the creator or something, you do kind of miss the business sense of it. So she probably does need a a business partner who would better understand contracts. Charlie would probably be in that position or at least be able to recommend someone for her, so you're right, I think Aunt Vi needs to kind of sit back and really, you know, understand who she needs to include in her business officially, and not just randomly call your niece to come in and help you, like really sit down, know your business plan, know how many uh, helpers you need, et cetera, so I agree, you know, she needs to formalize her business a little, a little better, and not just jump the gun so quickly. Um, but let's talk about her auntie intuition. Um, when she did bring Nova over to help with the pies, you know, she sensed that Nova dealing with some stuff <laughs> that we all know what she's dealing with. Aunt Vi doesn't know. But, you know, it's obviously Nova's feeling some guilt regarding her feelings for Remy, which I'm actually happy to see. I'm glad to see that Nova actually understands how uh, iffy this choice, not even iffy, but how shady <laughs> this choice of hers would be to date her sister's ex who just broke up with this man. Um, so, you know, she's dealing with that. She's looking at uh, Charlie and her picture, et cetera. But, you know, she's obviously not ready to share with Aunt Vi. But Aunt Vi definitely sees that Nova is, as she said, always in a, some kind of complicated situation. 
But how did you feel about that moment? Yeah, I was on it. She she was definitely able to read Nova, and she's right. I mean, everything that I said was right. Nova does need to give herself permission to love and be loved. Nova does need to stop getting herself into complicated situations. Uh, but I totally picked up on it. Um, and Nova got a few more points from where we were last, from where I was last week with her, because she is guilt. She's feeling the guilt. She's totally feeling the guilt of what happened. And the fact that it took her all day long to text Remy back, I felt some kind of way about that because I felt like had she not had the conversation with Aunt Vi plus not gone to Charlie's house and Charlie told her to leave, I'm not sure how that text would have, what she would have said. I know she was struggling with it, but... I feel like if this stuff hadn't happened with Davis and Charlie, she may have just gone forward. I think it was just the collision of all these different things that made her say, okay, no, we can't do this. But you saw those tears. So, I mean, she's feeling guilty, but I just think it took her too long to, to that should have, that she, she should have texted him back that morning, no, we can't do this. It took her all day to come up with that conclusion. So I was kind of like, come on, Nova, just do a little bit better. Do a little bit better, Nova. Ooh, and you are scaring me because you are so right. It took her <laughs> so long <laughs> to respond to Remy, and that clearly means she has some deep feelings. Um, and we were going to talk about this later, but it fits here. Um there, there is a special guest character, as I've, saw, I've seen you mention, and that's the music. And we saw the closing scene with Nova texting Remy saying, oh, we can't do this, even though she doesn't mean that, I feel. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, but we have the, tempt- the Temptation song playing. So that, that to me is like a, a special character like you, you even mentioned, you, you mentioned actually, online mm-hmm. saying how the music is a special character. So, or special guest. Um, so, I don't know. That that could be kind of foreshadowing some things there, uh, just what the song was saying. So, you may be right. Uh, you know, she's dealing with some serious feelings for Remy, which is just so left field, but that's life. And I agree. Like, maybe if Charlie wasn't going through what she was going through, maybe a decision with her text would have been different. Um, but it's just a scary thought because you're right. It took her a long time. All day long. Yeah, all day all long. All day yeah. long. Remy texted her in the middle yeah. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and, some, and some things should really just be clear. Like right. There, there's right and wrong. And dating your sister's ex, that's so fresh. Like it's different if this was an ex that she dated in high school. Even then you would be like, hey, I know you used to date Remy, it's been 20 years, how do you feel about him now? Because, you know, kinda, we, we may have some interest in each other. Maybe that wouldn't be a big deal, but, you know, this was her man a month ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is very fresh, and it's just, it's, it's messy. It's complicated, like Aunt Vi said. Mm-hmm. And, and I love Aunt Vi's vibe. Like, she's like, girl, you always complicate. 
but let, let's talk about Ralph Angel and Darla, who are also very complicated in blue. Um, they had a very raw moment uh, this um, episode, which I love. The acting was superb. Um, I felt every emotion there. Um, but we see that Blue's going through a lot of complications with dealing with his parents not being together. And I think actually more so with Darla not having really been present as we heard why he pushed uh, a kid at school, et cetera. But it's clear that there is some tension here with co-parenting. And obviously Ralph Angel is also trying to figure out how he fits as I mean, he's the father, but it still is kind of a, a new way of, of he, he looks at himself when it comes to Blue. So he's dealing with that, and he potentially could be also finding love, which I'm not sure is the right time, because he has a lot of baggage he's dealing with. But what are your thoughts on this? I think Ralph, Angel, and Darla, they're having the same problem that they've always had, and that's communication. Um, when Darla came back, that was a time where they really need to sit down right when she came back to decide how how are we going to do this. Instead, they waited until things bubbled over, and then it just got explosive. And you know that's just never the way that you want you want it to happen. You want to you want to be able to talk while you're calm, not while you're just in the heat of the moment. I I understand both of them. I don't think either one of them is wrong. Darla has been trying to get her life together. She came back for her child, even though I don't like the way she's in and out. Blue has a right to feel the way he does, that he probably has some abandonment issues with her. And, I mean, I get that she was going through what she was going through. But Ralph Angel, I think, does not have the right to... He can't parent the way he's used to parenting, which is I do everything and I tell you what you're going to do. Darla's not here for that anymore. She is not the same Darla that we met in season one. She's got herself together. She is back to claim her child. And Ralph Angel is just going to have to go along with that. Although I understand his point of view, he's forgetting that he was in jail and Avi actually raised his child for most of Blue's life. So it's like they both have fault in this. They need to both sit down, work something out. Because I hated the way it came. I hated how it all happened. I hated that Blue was all in the middle of it. I hated that Blue had to choose a parent. I hated that Ralph Angel was was penalized for doing something that he thought was right, which was giving Benny a place to stay, although I knew that was going to be trouble last week. But I just I, I felt bad for all of them. It's like there were no winners. No one was right. No one was wrong. It's But it's going to be hard for them to move forward because they don't communicate well. And, then, you know, Charlie and Davis were able to pull off co-parenting in a decent way. I don't know if, how how we're going to get to that place with, with Darla and Rob. Maybe it's their age or they just have too much baggage. I'm not sure, but I'm just kind of scared for them. But most importantly, I'm scared for Blue because he's already been through too much. And his parents, just they need to get it together and get it together for him. So I'm just sad for them. I, this is, I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be explosive, and it was. And I hated it for all of them. Right. It was heartbreaking to see Blue have to choose a parent that's the worst for any child, grown or young, <laughs> you know, to have to 
choose sides between parents is damn near impossible. Um, but I, what I love is the realism in this because you, you make great points that Blue was pretty much grew up in a broken home. His father was in jail, his mother was on drugs, and prostituting, and raised by an aunt, and then the father comes back, and then the mother wasn't there, and then she comes back. So it's very realistic that he would start to develop kind of problem child uh, symptoms here or, or start acting out a little bit. Um, but I, I love the shift that they're showing um, for both Ralph Angel and Darla, but you know, they're they're shifting great professionally, but they are still quite immature as parents, like you're saying, and also in terms of relationships. That's why I'm not even sure Ralph Angel is ready for uh, this new new girl trend. Um, you know, there's just a, a lot that they need to, I think, discuss together and also discuss again with a professional. It's almost like every character needs some kind of therapy. Um, and, but I think they truly do, and I think Blue does as well. So I, I agree with you. So that leads to seeing it. Let's get into seeing it where we predict what we feel will happen um, for the next episode. It's happening July 11th, um, episode 7. Uh, we saw the trailer. What are your top two predictions for that episode? Um, top two predictions that um, Hollywood going to be <laughs> so tired of Vi because she is, I don't know whether she's, Vi is just, I don't know, messed up from Jimmy Dale maybe. I just I just don't know. But Hollywood, there's was so much I think he's going to take. So, you know, we see them having a confrontation. I'm not sure. I don't know if, they, if they're going to make it to this wedding. I don't know because they have a lot to work out with Hollywood with his new money. Vi with her new business, her pushing him away, her being sick, it's a lot going on. Um, so I think they're, you know, the the, happy, the only happy couple on the show, I think we're going to end up going through some emotional roller coasters with them. And I'm really trying to, I don't know what to predict about this land situation um, with the Landry's. I mean, we know that the um, border loan farm is landlocked. We already know that. So the question is, what is Landry going to do? Um, that's going to drastically affect Raw because what we do know is that he did plant all 800, 800 acres this year. So I'm wondering, okay, if Landry decides to develop all around him, you know, how does that affect his farmland? Is he really going to be able to get a crop? Or do they know that Ralph Angel owns that land um and just him, that it's not Charlie and Ralph Angel and Nova, are they going to try to take his land from him because, you know, maybe try to get him locked up again? I don't know. Like, I don't know which way they're going to go with this. I'm just, I'm, I'm perplexed. <laughs> right. No, there, there's a lot with that land. I guess that's going to be, I agree that that will definitely be a major part of the, the second half of this season. Um. I agree with about the about on by in Hollywood. I'm not sure they're going to make it to the wedding. There's just like a, a lot of power struggle with them. Um, but my last prediction is I think with Nimi, Nova <laughs> Nimi, uh-uh. I called them Nimi. Is that is that a new? What do they call those things where you put people's yep. names together? 
ship them, I'm not shipping. If I ship them, they're going to be called the righteous ones. I'm not giving them a, a, a cute little name. They're going to be called that hashtag was, the righteous ones. That's it, period. That was straight up on accident, people. I did not mean to call them names. Whatever. You want oh, them together. Oh, Put them ahead. No, I do not. <laughs> or a rova, whatever. There's a rova out there. No. But seriously, I, I wonder if. I feel like episode seven, that's going to be the moment that uh, I guess a lot of the audience will dread. I think that there will be another kissing moment. I still am convinced that one of the family members will see them because for 60th birthday coming up, we're going to have a party. We know what that means with Queen Sugar. So I definitely think something's going to go down with them there and someone in the family or a friend is going to see them. Mm, I agree. I get complete. Remy's not done. Remy's not done because he was the one texting her in the middle of the night. Like he's not done with this. But I'm I'm so confused by Remy because just real quick, <laughs> how 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 do you turn your feelings off that quickly from you one don't. You one don't. sister and now you're fiending for the other sister? Like that's just so odd to me. And I I, feel it like it makes me wonder happen. if there's an agenda. It, it, yep. I, yeah. I don't I think she has an agenda, but it just feels I think like it's twofold. It. One is that Charlie came around and totally opened his eyes to the fact that he really does want love. And he just never felt that strongly about anyone until she showed up. So Charlie kind of opened him up to moving past his wife. Okay, cool. That's part one. Part two is I do think that Remy does still have feelings for Charlie. That's why he's always checking her. That's why he's always looking around at her. That's why he always have a little slick comment to say to her. And I feel like he might be a little shady. He might be feeling over, but he might also be feeling the fact that doing this will hurt Charlie. And I think he's just out to just hurt her. Because there's no way this he could be, be over cold. her. This was the first this person be he's been with in four yeah. years. There's no way he could be over her in a month. Which would be even colder because he has to have seen the headlines regarding Davis. Right, um, and, not, and not care. Right. It, I, I, just, I, I do not understand that with human beings. <laughs> but I, I'm a different breed. I, you know, I'm a, I have a lot of empathy for people. So <laughs> Even when they've done me wrong, I don't know. Oh, that's but, wrong. And you're right. That that makes it even worse, which is one of the reasons why Nova backed off. Yeah, you you got to have some heart for people. I mean, come on. You know, even though people aren't perfect, people hurt you, they do things. But, you know, I agree with Michelle Obama. Go higher. You know, but obviously, Remy, I don't know. I think we're going to see a lot come out of that. Yeah, I think Remy's an innocent guy that we were led to believe that that he, he was. He has and you know what? That's, that's life. That's life, which is right. crazy. He has How some, many women you know, have been like, oh, I thought... Little, he got some problems, too. Yeah, because how many women have said, like, oh, I thought this was a good guy, and he did this mm-hmm. for me, he was helping me here, and it turned out, oh, he's a snake. <laughs> like, he's a snake. Or something. Yeah. You know, or just and, t- and, turn feelings off. And the turning of Remy, you know, I just wonder what that would be like for the Bordelon family. Right. Because right. he's been their, quote-unquote, family friend. 
But that's deep but because um, now, you know, had, it, yeah. it complicates things. So but that's I don't deep know. because everyone has had everyone has had a shift for the most part, except Remy. So I guess maybe this will be the shift we see. Yeah, I mean, so he wow. started last season to me, but yeah, that's, but like a full out like mm-hmm. go to the left. Right now um, he's about trash, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for the night. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Remember to comment and subscribe. Uh, next episode will be season three, episode seven. We'll see you there.